0: Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females.
1: Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best to take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it.
0: Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know.
1: And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide.
0: Hola, bonjour, hello.
1: (laughs) Glad you committed with that one. Thank you. Sometimes when I write these notes, I like to uh, put things in there just to see if you'll say them.
0: Just to see whether I can speak. I have no idea what that is Spanish and French.
1: Yeah, excellent.
0: Fantastic, see? I'm learning.
1: First time round, you said hola. Hola. <laughs> hola. <laughs> hola. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
1: <already. laughs> Pardon? Hello. How
0: are you doing? You alright?
1: I'm not talking to you. Oh, right. I'm talking to the listener.
0: Well, they're not going to ask you how you're doing, are they? Maybe they will. Maybe they'll do in the podcast. Maybe
1: they'll just message me randomly on Instagram and just be like, how are you?
0: Do you know what? That's one of the nicest things you can ever do. What? Just randomly message someone saying, how are you getting on? You alright? How things? I know it's nothing to do with the podcast we're talking about, <laughs> but I just think it's a very nice... Are
1: you just after a lot of people jumping in your inbox saying hello now?
0: No. <laughs> Tell you what, anyone who was going to, I'm doing really well. Pick someone who you've not spoken to in a while, go message them. So. Ah,
1: okay. You just hey. made it nice. has how's it been a
0: while? How are you getting on? how
1: How's it been a while? Hasn't been a while. Hasn't been a while.
0: Hello. It's been a while. (laughs) How are you getting on? Well, it's
1: not been a while since we chatted on the podcast.
0: It's not. Apparently, it's been a while since I said the phrase, it's been a while, so I'll say it. (laughs) Do you know what? It's funny, because the topic of today's podcast (gasps) is being a perfect person.
1: The perfectionist trap.
0: I think I've just perfectly demonstrated how not to be perfect. (laughs) start a podcast don't know how to speak
1: well i feel like it's a running theme on this podcast
0: not being perfect
1: no just us two not mean i'll speak proper
0: yeah <laughs> really through, did we? We make a podcast? yeah that'd be good wouldn't it? yeah let's do it right let's get a mic right don't set up how do we do it right there we go how do we get the audio side right we've got a platform brilliant let's do it neither of us know how to speak no never mind call it a day <laughs>
1: I just left a really awkward silence then as well to make it even worse.
0: Is this episode 14?
1: It is episode 14 and I'm quitting on the songs. Good. No songs have teen numbers in them.
0: I think I speak for all the listeners when I say you should have quit about 14 podcasts go. Yeah,
1: probably. I've been very up and down with it anyway. Anyway, today, perfectionist trap. Mm -hmm. I think something that we wanted to talk about coming into january but also relevant all year round it is and i'll just in all walks of life but particularly when it comes to your weight loss journey i think there's this big desire for the perfect week mm, with everything this, this elusive per- perfect mm. week that everyone's searching for where like every single aspect of the week is what you expected like your, your food Everything went to plan. You ate what you wanted. It felt really good. Your exercise happened every day when you planned it. And that felt really good. And you were happy with every decision you made. And you kept up with all your routines. And there's a massive pressure on yourself to do that, isn't there?
0: Yeah, big time. You literally tell yourself that this week is going to be the best week you've ever had. And if not, you failed. That's it. There's no 99%. There's no, well, I didn't quite do this right. It's just failure. It's either... The perfect week, or absolute failure, I'm rubbish, I'm not good enough, I'm quitting, I'm giving up.
1: Yeah. I think, I suppose it comes down to the all or nothing, doesn't it?
0: Big time.
1: Yeah. But I think we need to ease that pressure up on ourselves, don't we?
0: Yeah. We need to realise that not only is it pointless setting up the perfect week in the first place, but even if you set up the perfect week, it still wouldn't be perfect. It genuinely wouldn't. And honestly, the second that you realise and that you admit and accept that the perfect week doesn't exist, the pressure will literally drop off. You will feel so much more comfortable. And I find people want this, you know, I want both the week to be perfect and I want it to be really easy. Well, you're going to have to choose one because it is physically impossible to have the perfect week. And for everything to be easy. I think to have the perfect week, you would have to have no job. Which straight away means it's not perfect you have no money coming in. But you'd have to have no struggles, no barriers, no issues. Like You'd have to have the easiest life on the planet in order to try and up this perfect week.
1: Yeah.
0: But yet, think about it. What do you actually want from weight loss? You want it to be easy, don't you? You want it to be... To a point where you're not having to really consciously think about everything. Where you're not having to sort of focus on every little second of every single day. And I feel like that feels much more achievable than having the perfect week. And we see it a lot where, you know, what we said before, this idea of like, well, the week wasn't perfect, so therefore I'm a failure. Stop aiming for it then. Because there is more to life than all or nothing. There is more to weight loss than... The perfect approach and not quite getting there like it's absolutely okay so if you're listening to this today and you've got this kind of all or nothing mentality and you're always focusing on that perfect week please give yourself the permission to just chill out
1: and then just record that snippet for the last minute and play it every single morning because phil sounded like a motivational speaker did i <laughs> i got really hooked into what you were saying i was just staring at you with my brew like, uh-huh yeah that's <laughs> good. yeah sometimes you do do that to be fair
0: it's very very it,
1: infrequent but um, it happens Just it comes off like a motivational speaker
0: I go from like motivational speaker to does he even know how to speak a language <laughs> in one podcast yeah, is he, is he
1: just, he's magical been, he's
0: English isn't he he's been taught English I even lost my the point of
1: what I was going to say midway through that Fine. I had a point and I was like I just got so involved with what you were saying that I've lost I mean, my point
0: it sounds like I did alright let's call it though I'll see you all next week yeah. <laughs>
1: I think you said something really important in there and it's that idea That's that <laughs> <laughs> right. shut up. It's that idea that um oh, I've lost my point again now because you're interrupting me. Um
0: Go on, Jan, you've got it.
1: We put these expectations on ourselves.
0: We do, it's your choice. Like
1: it's literally like you put in those expectations and I think a lot of clients when they come towards us ex- think that we expect a perfect week from them.
0: I forgot about this. This is such a good point. And I think
1: something that we make really clear when people come to us and start working with us from like the word go is that like we're not expecting perfect because we're not perfect. Like no one's perfect so we can't expect perfection from you. I think our kind of message is aim for consistency, isn't it? We kind of say aim for like 80% consistency. And that is going to lead you to more success than constantly striving for perfect.
0: Yeah. I think people always talk about like, I want it to be hundred like, percent. It sounds horrible. And what, to be fair, I think one of the best tasks you can do, and I've done this with clients in the past were oh,
1: Squeaky uh, bit, A squeaky. Uh, Sorry about that. <laughs>
0: um, I've done this with clients in the past when we've been discussing like what the plan is for the next week. And I always say, right, this plan that you've just like, we've just come up with together or that you've just decided, you know, you want to move forward with. Do you think you can do that for the next 50 years? And I'm like, well, not a chance. Why are we doing it next week then? What's the point? Why are we doing something next week that you can't be consistent with? Well, it'll get me the results. Right, but what are you going to do then? Well, I, I, I don't know. Well, exactly. Like When you're trying to achieve weight loss, I totally appreciate that the phase of losing weight doesn't need to be sustainable. You don't need to be in a calorie deficit forever. That's not the goal. But the approach that you take needs to be something that doesn't make you go, yeah, there's not a chance I can carry that on. Else, what's the point? What's the benefit? Why would you benefit from doing something for seven days and then stopping? And I spoke to you about this the other day, didn't I? And I said about what you do today is really important. But it's not even close to being as important as what you do every single day. So if you've got a plan right now, you've got an approach, you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to achieve. In fact, you know what? Not even just weight loss, just in, in life in general. If you're trying to achieve something, have a think about, can I do that forever? Or can I at least do it for like 10, 15 years? You know, think about a a decent time span in front of you. Can I do it for that long? And if the answer is no, you're probably aiming for perfection. And you're probably aiming not too high. It's not that it's too difficult. It's just impossible to be consistent with. Mm. And what's the point? What is the point with that?
1: I think it's a big lesson to learn just in life. And it's something that I've been working on myself. In other things, I think if you are a bit of a perfectionist, the like I think I've boiled it down to a bit of a fear of failure. Mm. So the idea that in certain areas of my life, particularly for me, it came down to like performance in my career and um, academically. I don't think... I think I did say it a bit like that, didn't I, when I was losing weight, but I quickly mm. flipped my attitude to that. But
0: you are a good coach, didn't
1: you? Oh, yeah, I I am you know, a good coach. Um but I think just generally in, in my life I, I very much had this fear of failure um, and I think that's what a lot of people have when it comes to weight loss and not something that people necessarily recognise in themselves and this idea that if something goes wrong you've failed and I think it's just having that confidence to have that conversation with yourself and go I, like I am enough, Like I'm, I'm not a failure, I am doing a really really good job and just challenging yourself on those thoughts and it's it can be tough to accept that not everything's gonna go perfect every day but I think if you are able to work through that and get to that point you'll find you have much more long-term success Um, and I think part of that it comes down to very much like a learning process so reflecting on when things didn't go to plan so sit taking some time to just look at what happened and writing down what went well and what didn't and and really analyzing that and picking it apart
0: I think it's a very reactive way of doing things but in a good way like, I'm not a huge huge fan of reactive strategies because I think it's too late generally like you've already done what you've done but I do massively believe in learning from situations in our life and if you're somebody who is on a journey of trying to achieve something it's important to recognize that there's going to be times where things get tough and you have to react to those individual situations and i think if afterwards you can reflect on that as jen's just mentioned and say you know such a situation happened and this is how i reacted to it and because of that this happened in the future when you come up against that same thing again you'll already have the experience of what's potentially going to happen next and i know people worry what if i don't remember well, I guarantee you, if you get it down on paper, you'll more likely remember. You might not actually need to even go and access it because it'll probably be stored in your brain somewhere because you've written it down. There is so many different studies and research being done on writing things down, makes things stick into your head a little bit longer, basically. I think
1: there's something in that as well. And like something, one of the quotes that I found that I put on my Instagram uh, was to do with lockdown in that sense. Like when we mm-hmm. fit, went, fit, went into the first lockdown, we didn't know how to act. We didn't know what to do. It all felt very new. No one had ever been in this situation before. But then second lockdown came around and it's like, right, well, this time we're starting from experience and you've just got to view it from that and say, right, well, I've been here before. What did I learn from it? And taking that as a kind of educational point about yourself mm-hmm. um, and reflecting on what actions led you there really so kind of was there anything that you didn't do that you had done previously or was there someone who influenced your decisions and were you making excuses I think sometimes we've got to give ourselves that harsh reality and but at the same time trying not to be overly critical around yourself and using it as a tool to prepare just kind of looking at it with kind reflection
0: I think you need to reflect on your actions without describing who you are as a person because of that action yes so if you do something that potentially didn't take you in the direction you wanted to go in that doesn't make you whatever word you would use to describe yourself in that situation so for example if you I don't know you didn't manage to train on Monday that doesn't make you lazy if you can I give you
1: a quick tip on that
0: by all means, John, So
1: something that I found that was really, really nice is if you do get stuck in that spiral of like, I'm lazy, um, whatever the thought may be, but you just said I'm lazy and it was the example that I used once. Um, very often, if we've got this thought that we're lazy, we can't see past that and actually we need to create a little bit of space to see other things and other things that we're doing really well. So it's reframing that idea. So instead of thinking I'm lazy, it's catching yourself and going i'm having the thought that i'm lazy and that then creates that little bit of space for you to see the other really good things that are going on um i saw that and i just thought that was really fabulous and i in fact i said it last night didn't i
0: yeah you did i herself. was like oh, mm. i'm
1: so lazy just because i hadn't done like the housework and stuff mm-hmm. and i went no i'm having the thought that i'm lazy and then actually i was able to go right what can i do right now in this moment, rather than get myself in a little spiral. So sorry to
0: interrupt. No, it's absolutely fine. Uh, And it was a very good point, very important point. And I think as well, what you need to do is when you are doing things like this, and we've spoken about this previously, but I think this is something that a lot of people forget to do, is be positive in your reflection. So when you are looking back at what you didn't do, please don't just sit there and write down everything you didn't achieve because that just then becomes a negative area, a negative piece of paper, a negative journal, a negative diary, whatever it is. You have to spend some time thinking about what you have achieved as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if you had, you know, we spoke before about like having 80% consistency. If you was only 10% consistent, you're still 10% consistent. Write down the things you was consistent with. If you're trying to... Uh, lose body fat, but you're also trying to improve your sleep quality and you're trying to reduce your stress levels and you're trying to drink more water. You're trying to reduce your calorie intake. You're trying to increase your activity levels. It's quite a lot going on there. And if you don't manage to achieve all those, don't just write down on paper, oh, didn't hit my water target, ate too many calories, didn't train on Wednesday. Because like I said, that's just you collating information of things that you already know. You are right now so if you're already aware of. Think about the process that happened before that. Why didn't you train on Wednesday? What happened? Was there a barrier? Did something happen that stopped you from training on Wednesday? Maybe it was something that you physically couldn't get out of. Or maybe, like Jen said, maybe you're making excuses. I wasn't motivated enough. Well, how often aren't you motivated? Well, every now and again. Well, doesn't that tell you then that maybe you should just train when you're not motivated anyway? And when we start to reframe what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we feel in the situation, it becomes so much more simple to be consistent. But if we just write down, didn't train, it doesn't really help it almost just reinforces the idea that you believe you're lazy. It reinforces everything. It it almost puts a stamp on it and says, yeah, it must be true because I believe it. But like Jen said, use it in that way, as in the way that she mentioned about stepping away from it. But then also, please put positive things in there as well. So when you do have a day where things go well, fill that journal, fill that diary, fill that piece of paper with absolutely everything you did that led up to that. Did you have a morning routine that was different? Did you train at a different time? Did you, I don't know, set alarms on your phone for your water intake? Did you make sure there was always water around the house? Like, What did you do that day that made things positive? Because I guarantee in the future, if you're struggling with something and you come back and read that, you'll go, oh, that's why I didn't do it. I I didn't do this. That's why I've not achieved it. It's not my fault. I just forgot to set an alarm to tell myself to go and get a glass of water I think
1: that's really important as well if you're struggling to fight on those days where they didn't go quite so well if you're struggling to pinpoint exactly why I think it's right look out for that day that good day and pick apart everything that you did like Phil said and what what did you do before it, during it after it, whatever it may be mm-hmm. that made it really good but I think the, 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 the key takeaway from this is that I stutter sometimes yeah, when yeah, I'm I was speaking. Say that,
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 the key takeaway, and I'll tell you in 10 minutes when I've finished uh, getting the word there, out.
1: Oh boy, well, I, mean, I don't know what happened there. Anyway, the key takeaway is acceptance. Mm-hmm. The big word is acceptance. Acceptance that there will be days or weeks that feel like absolute fails, and knowing that they'll come, but that that doesn't make you a failure it makes you normal because everybody has days that feel like absolute fails but what we want to do here is turn that failure into feedback and learn from it and use it to drive us forward into a more positive position and if you think about it if each time you feel like you have a day like this you reflect and next time it gets that little bit better every single time will feel like less of a failure as well
0: absolutely 100% and I think that's one of the reasons we use or what we use weekly check-ins mm. with clients for I think a lot of people think that a weekly check-in is going to be like us deep diving into your week and picking apart everything that you've done and it's not a lot of the time I find clients learn a lot from their own words yes big time they write down how their week's been and there's been so many times in the past where a clients go on do you know what I thought I was having a bad week but I've just done my check-in like they'll just send me a quick message like I thought I was having a bad week but I've done my check-in I'm having a really good week And it's probably because they were having a bad half an hour before they did the check-in. So, they were feeling a little bit lower. You know, they were potentially feeling a bit like a failure. And then they filled in the check-in and they were like, nice, they're doing all right. I've had the flip side as
1: well. I've had um, a client check-in. And... Like things just like didn't really feel like things were going well, and I've given response, and we we've worked through it and put a plan of action in place, and then they've replied and been like, "Thanks for that." I think I was just having a bad day yesterday, <laughs> yeah. and like it when wasn't it was actually it that bad, yeah. Yeah. Um. It's so amazing, I think it's just um seeing it from like a bird's eye view, and I think you said one of the big things that we do, or like one of the first questions we ask in check-ins, are what are your wins from the week, isn't it? Because yeah. I think it's really easy to overlook the the little things that you do really well each week. And I've, um, something I've recently started implementing since Amy did our journaling thing in my days, just writing down one thing I've achieved every single day. Like one thing, no matter how big or small it is, it just, it's really helped me to flip and see that like, actually, regardless of what type of day I had, whether it was a really great day or a really bad day, like I've always achieved something it doesn't matter how small it was it's an achievement i think my achievement the other day was i coped even though i was really struggling like sometimes that's all it is just getting through a bad day is an achievement survival yeah survival mode and um, but yeah i think perfection isn't an, a thing that exists people striving for a non-existent thing
0: yeah i think as well just uh quickly finish on that we get that it isn't easy we're not expecting this to change overnight and we know if you're the type of person who strives for perfection quite often which i think we tend to speak to a lot of people about a lot of our clients are very you know hard-working people who are in like industries where they've got to work really hard all the time and try and do the best work possible and i think it's embedded within them to be really really good so Mm -hmm. when it comes to weight loss it's like i've got to be the best i can be on this as well yeah And this is where a big part of the coaching comes in where we just knock it down a notch and just say, no, let's just relax. Keep challenging
1: yourself, talk. Keep going, chipping away at it each day and it does get easier. And I'm speaking from experience here because I was like the worst of the worst type of perfectionist, like control freak and perfectionist. And if it all didn't go how I anticipated it, then anxiety would shoot through the roof. Mm -hmm. But it is about challenging that and chipping away, like I said.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Not so. for
0: everybody's favourite.
1: I'm desperate. We've got one. What are you doing? Phil's picking me up like a monkey.
0: You're still a little <laughs> bit of a knot in your hair. Thanks for up. that. I've messed up because it's now just sticking out.
1: <laughs> I wish you could see what just happened then. Oh yeah. Phil is a monkey.
0: Um, I'm just trying to help.
1: Thank you for that, I appreciate it.
0: Welcome, you don't.
1: <laughs> so, the question this week mm. is from Mikey. That's, That's two male questions on the bounce for you, isn't it?
0: That is two male questions on the bounce.
1: Yeah, mm. Um. so...
0: Big up the mail His listeners.
1: question... i just realised my phone's on the other side of the room, but I think I remember it.
0: That's good.
1: I apologise if I've muddled it up a little bit, but...
0: Muddled it up? How big of a question is it? No, oh, it's
1: not a big question. All oh, right. okay. I'm just one key word in it that I'm unsure of. Okay. What is the weirdest dream you've ever had?
0: Oh. That do you know that's genuinely difficult? Difficult question. Some rubbish at remembering dreams.
1: I don't dream. I Although do. recently <laughs> I started taking zinc and magnesium tablets before bed because magnesium and zinc are very good supplements to take as any female. Hmm. Um. And they uh, can be good to take before bed because they help me sleep. But apparently, zinc can really. Some people give really vivid dreams, can't they? And I said, having these really vivid dreams, and I said to Phil, like, I never dream, and I'm having like really clear dreams when I wake up and I feel like it's real life. And then you said, didn't you? It'll be the zinc that you've been taking. It's
0: that that's (laughs) having that impact, but I don't take it. So, I honestly, I know this is a terrible answer, but I'm not. Very good at remembering it. So if I wake up and I think about my dream, I'll remember it for the day. If I wake up and you don't say to me, What did you dream about today, Phil? I'll literally forget it within five minutes. I've not a clue what I've dreamt about. I tend to have a lot, this is gonna sound well sad. I have a lot of dreams about like what like me and Jen are gonna do and what like what I'm gonna do in business. And I (laughs) have, you know, when people talk about dreams, I'm like, People talk about, oh, I really dream of, like, going on a holiday. Or I really dream of, like, something they really want to do. That's generally what I dream about. It's quite a happy thing, to be honest mm-hmm. with you.
1: I had a nightmare last night. I woke up and told you this morning, didn't I?
0: You did have a nightmare but last I couldn't night.
1: I can't remember what it was, but I just remember waking up, like, really fear, Like, really, really scared about something. Mm-hmm. I remembered at the time, but I didn't remember when I actually woke up.
0: Tell you what I'll tell you. Quick story, because this is funny. I was having a dream the other night that I was walking somewhere. <laughs> and... I fell over in the dream. And because I fell over, apparently this is a thing, because I fell over, I woke up at a shot and I jumped. And Jen wasn't asleep yet. She jumped.
1: No, then she I started squeal. Laugh- well, no. I like, jumped with a squeal.
0: Then started laughing her head off. But because she was laughing so high-pitched, I thought she was crying. So I thought upset. I was like, what's up? What have I done that? Like, I'm just trying to get to sleep. I'm really sorry. Like, what's happening? <laughs> then she turned over and she was literally laughing her head off. I was like... I was just half asleep. I have no idea what's going on now. I've just been walking down the street. I've fallen over. I've woke up in bed. Jen's crying. Now she's laughing. There's your answer, Mikey.
1: Oh, It was so funny, though, because I'm, like, literally... I'm usually, like, head on the pillow, I'm gone, aren't I? Hmm. And I've been struggling to sleep this last week or so. And Phil is always... I'm always asleep before you.
0: Jen falls asleep Which, before she finishes reading And I'm getting
1: to, like, a really deep sleep because you snore really badly, don't you? And everyone, everyone who knows Phil always says how do you cope because his snoring's that bad but i think I, that's
0: a rumor because i've never heard myself no snoring. you do
1: i promise you you do right. but i did sleep really deeply so it genuinely doesn't disturb me but like that night you'd fallen asleep and you do like on the rare occasion that you fall asleep before me you do like twitch and kick out but like this time it was like full-on like bodily convulsion i
0: <laughs> properly fell in my dream <laughs> Face first, like I probably tripped.
1: I actually squealed and then I felt really bad because I was like, oh, he was doing that because he was about to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So then that made me laugh, but it was uncontrollable laughter, which is then what Phil heard. I thought I was crying because I was trying to cover it up.
0: And then I couldn't get to sleep after that because <laughs> Jen was snoring.
1: I don't snore.
0: Well, I don't snore. I'm really not. I, I heavy really really. breathe. Yeah, through your nose. <laughs>
1: Right. That was a great ending. Oh, can I tell you about one time my recurring nightmare as a child?
0: If you want to, yeah, Are you looking at the time and no, going a... are people
1: go- they can switch off at this point if they don't know no, you, you about say, my dream.
0: Can I tell you as if like I was in charge, like you do what you want, Jim? It's our podcast if you want to. Yeah, you tell everyone about your I recurring. I once had
1: a recurring dream when I was a child, so our drive is like really well. My well, mum and dad's drive is really steep, isn't it? It is. Like really, really, really steep. Um, as in like me my mum, Phil and the electrician are the only people who've ever gone down the drive because it's that steep mm-hmm. um, in a car, not in general Yeah, right. in people, a car. Get, people go to the house well, not yeah. anymore, lockdown, <laughs> it? and I remember we used to have a red car and like we didn't used to have a gate on the back garden there was a pond in the back garden and I always had a dream that the red car would roll down the drive into the back garden and into the pond and there was always a tiger sat on the garage and it used <laughs> to All be sauce. It used to be terrifying, and I didn't understand it. And if anyone's into dream analysis, can someone tell me what used to happen?
0: You're mental. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, I used to really frequently get dreams where all my teeth fell out.
0: I've heard about that. Before. Yeah, apparently
1: it's like self confidence thing. Someone once told me, but like Is it? literally, I used to have them all the time, and like it made me feel sick. Just my teeth would just fall out into my hands. Yeah,
0: that's disgusting. What a note to end a podcast on. <laughs>
1: Sorry. It's
0: fine. What's goodbye in uh, Spanish? Because you just wrote bye in capital letters, and I don't feel comfortable starting um, in Spanish and not I don't and know. Spanish. I can only
1: think French. Au revoir. Adios. Adio- yeah, is that, adios. Is that
0: adios? Amigos. Adios amigos. Is that a goodbye? Friends. Is that male friends though?
1: Amigas.
0: Amigas. Who
1: knows? There's male and female. The Spanish, I, I
0: imagine, they probably wear well the word. Nah, Ta-ra. Ta-ra.
1: Before you go, make sure to hit the link in the podcast notes to update us on how many steps you've done on today's walk That's listening to us too. jabber on. Each week, we'll update you on the total number of steps you fantastic listeners have done.
0: And if you haven't already, please don't forget to like the podcast, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and anything else you can do to the podcast that makes us all really great.